It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, Every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. Every Heart, Every Woman. Let's get motivated to move forward as we share our life experiences. host, Carla Nivens. Well, welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host. We're so glad that you've tuned in to us today. Before we jump into our interview, we're going to set the tone like we always do with a little bit of live music. This is True Worship. It's from my CD, also called True Worship. Sit back and enjoy.
Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out more about Love Ministries. Just go to their website. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org. Org. And even through this shelter in place, we are still meeting with our young people. So uh, reach out to us, go there, find out all the information and get in touch with us. Well, I am so excited about our interview for today. We are welcoming Reverend Nikki Brown to our show for the very first time. Reverend Brown is an author, a public speaker, CEO of Nikki Brown Enterprises, a host of Ignite Women's Empowerment Summit. We are so excited to have you, Nikki. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So much, Carla, for introducing me as well as inviting me onto your show. It's truly a blessing. Um, you know, me and you got to connect last year, and yes. the connection was just awesome. So I'm very glad to to be a part of what you're doing. Yes. Well, we we are so thankful for your time. Thankful um, for everything that you're going to share with us. And and uh, like Nikki said, we. We actually got to connect last year. I attended your uh, Ignite Women's Empowerment Summit for the very first time uh, because of my cousin, uh, Monica, and a shout out to Monica Wellington. And she said, you know what? Let's get together for a girls weekend. Let's go to this. And man, it was a huge huge, huge blessing. So I personally recommend traveling. So all the ladies from here, from Dallas, the Dallas area and all the other areas, I recommend you travel and go to, um, to ignite. You will not, uh, you, you, you know, you, you, you will come away uplifted and you will come away just having a time and a space to worship and hear from the Lord. I truly enjoyed myself. So, um, Thank you for for doing that work. I know it's and I know it's a labor. I know it's a work. Definitely, it's definitely a labor. Definitely a labor of love. Definitely a work. Definitely a faith walk. Yeah. Um, but I I am so glad to hear that you have enjoyed it. You know that's what keeps us keeps me motivated. That's what keeps me going. Um, as well as my team, just hearing the testimonies of women who come and, and really allow God and really allow themselves to have a God encounter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Well, Nikki, um, I reached out to you because, you know, I'm, I'm talking to the ladies who, who listen to the show and a lot of ladies were just saying, you know, this time is exhausting. Like yeah. this, you know, it's, it's nonstop. We're in our homes and, and some of us now maybe are starting to transition to going back into work, maybe a couple of days a week, but it's, um, it's exhausting keeping up with everything, work and kids and, you know, trying to keep everybody sane in the same household 24 seven. And, um, I know before I attended Ignite, um, Monica sent me some of your videos. Okay. And she was sending the videos and she was like, Carla, you know, look at these and, 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 and be inspired. And I truly was. And so I thought, um, I would love for you to come on the show and really, you know, let's have a conversation and speak a word to the ladies who are thinking, okay, I don't know when the end of this is coming. 
And I really need a word from the Lord so that yeah. I can make it to the end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, what the women are feeling where you are, um, you just, you know, you're out in Texas and where whoever else is listening. I just think that there is a common feeling like this pandemic has leveled the playing field and we are all connected by our suffering right now. And everybody is feeling that sense of pressure and frustration. You know, my heart goes out to those women who, you know, are isolated and they're by themselves. You know, they, they're unable to really get out. Maybe they don't, maybe they're single, maybe they don't have kids. You know, even though the ones with kids is complaining that they're home with their kids. <laughs> uh, but, but then we forget about the ones who don't have anyone and they're sitting in the house all day, every day, just kind of them and their computer. And it can just become very debilitating. And so this has definitely been something we have never experienced in our life, as everybody's been saying, something we have never seen. Um, but through all of this, we have also been seeing the grace and the mercy of God just yeah. show up strong for our, for us, for the believers, for the just and the unjust. The Bible says he reigns on the just and the unjust. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, we, when this is over, we are going to see such an emergence of people's testimonies and or hearing people's testimonies and seeing people's lives change. It's just going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am looking forward to that. I, myself, I work at a church and so we're doing on online ministry. Yeah. And if I tell you thousands, thousands more are tuning yeah. in than yeah. ever step foot in the church. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I'm just thinking, okay, Lord, you know, number one, give me your message, you know, for, for this time so that I have something that I am repeating to myself so that I am staying encouraged so that when we get back, you know, we, we want to, when we get back to, to worshiping in, in public, we want to have this amazing, powerful worship you know, worship experience, but, um, Reverend yeah. Brown, share with us, what, what is the Lord speaking to you in, in this time? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I have, it took me a minute to really kind of get to God, what are you doing? You know, mm -hmm. because everybody was affected. I don't care how rich you were, how poor you were. Every single person was affected. We were all affected differently but we were all affected nonetheless. And one of the things that I truly, truly believe that um, God is doing is that, you know, he is putting or slowing down the season in our life to literally a halt for several reasons. Number one, God has a way of reminding us that I don't need your help to unfold my will and plan in your life. Mm -hmm. I can shut everything down and still allow destiny to come to pass. And so he reminds us that we're not in control. <laughs> we think we're in control. At a, at a moment's notice, things can change, turn around on us. And the only thing we'll be, have left to hold on to is God. And so I think that people's awareness of God, their perception of God has truly, truly increased um, because it's not until you know, God begins to shut things off or close doors that we begin to see the doors that are open. Hmm. 
And so I think that's the number one thing that God is truly showing us his sovereignty. He's showing us, you know, uh, that you don't even need all the things that you think you need to survive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's showing all of us those things. And so that's the first thing. But, but secondly, I think when God slows our season down and he, he brings it to a halt, he slows you down. You know, he slows, I say, he likes to slow down your season so you can catch up to your dream. Hmm. And I feel like in this space, God is saying, get ready. I want you to stop saying, I'm trying to, I want to, I was hoping this year. God is saying, I've given you space and time. I've created a place of divine equilibrium (laughs) where you can truly get yourself together. These past six to eight weeks has just been a time of reflection and a time of isolation. And what God, I believe, is saying is I'm repositioning you. I am repositioning you in a place where the purpose that I've put in your life can now begin to flow at a different rate, at a different level, at a different frequency. But but we have to tap into that, right? Mm-hmm. We have to tap into it. And so it took me several weeks to get over the fact that I couldn't get to the mall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It took me several weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so I jumped right into that revelation. It took me several weeks. And so finally, God was like, this is going to end. Like, this is not, you know, from now on, we're going to be isolated for the rest of our life. No, this is going to end. And when it ends, the season's going to accelerate like that. And you need to be in a brand new position, a new place, whether it's in your heart, your mind, your soul, your vision, your dreams, your goals, because you don't know what doors God is going to open. And whenever God does things like this, he takes us through a recession or he takes us through you know, as we say, a a, a cutting down, a downsizing, Mm -hmm. he then will turn back around and recompense us. Mm -hmm. He will bring a season of restoration for us so that everything we've lost, he replaces it. He replaces it, you know? And so I just believe that God is, is, is forcing us to channel our vision inward. Sometimes you get in a dark place so that God can give birth to your vision. You know, the the darkest place in your life gives birth to your greatest vision. Why? Because it's not until God shuts things off around me that I could see what's available to me. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's, It's not until God begins to cut people off that I begin to see what I already possess. It's not until relationships begin to be broken that I really begin to see you know, what is either broken in me or what was never broken that I thought was broken, you know? And so God is doing these things in the lives of the people. And I I believe that that's what he's saying. Yeah. Let's, let's talk. First of all, the first thing you said is that we were never in control. Yeah. Um, And that hits all of us hard. I mean, we really think I plan this, I work hard, I do all the stuff. Yes. And then it's supposed to happen exactly yes. like I I said. And you know what? The we I think you and I talked on the phone one time before and we talked about this. We talked about mission trips. Yes. The when I started going on mission trips, that is the first time I really got to see with my eyes 
the Lord being in control. I, I can't say why I couldn't see it here in, in my regular life, but I could see that because when we would go to Africa, we'll go there for two weeks. We're doing all of this work and, yeah. you know, we're seeing to the needs of people, praying to praying for people, um, giving them medical need, you know, seeing to their medical needs, but then we leave. So we're there for two weeks, then we leave. Right. And I thought, Lord, you know, I'm thankful for the opportunity to um, to partner with you in what you're doing. But you are so much bigger than these two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like you are seeing to these people's needs like no one else can. And you're doing it from nothing. Yeah. Like there's nothing here. And somehow you are keeping these people alive and you're yeah. you're you're giving them the word of God. People would come up and say, um, I had a dream last night and you're supposed to pray, pray for me. And mm. I mean, like the Lord is speaking out of nothing. Mm. You know, there's nothing there. So he's right. doing it. You know, thank the Lord that we get to partner with him. But he is fully God. Like he is yeah. in control. He's doing yeah. things that are blowing our minds. And, you know, it takes seasons like this for us to be like, whoa. Yeah. There is so much that I cannot control. I must surrender. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely the truth. And we're being forced to surrender, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, or we're going to, I don't want to say implode, but the, the, the level of frustration and stress that this time has on many of us, we have to surrender to the burden in order to carry it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, the more you fight the burden, you fight the frustration, the worse it becomes. That That is, you know, I used to be a former therapist and I did marriage and family therapy, therapy for women for over 15 some odd years. And the one thing we learned was don't fight the thing that's fighting you because, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, you don't need to. <laughs> mm-hmm. The more you fight, it's like fighting your fears, right? People say, fight your fears. Well, the more you keep fighting your fears, the g- bigger your fears grow, right? Mm-hmm. It's not until you embrace that fear and understand it and challenge it and say, okay, I'm afraid. You know, it's not until you embrace the fact, okay, we're here. There is nothing I can do to change this pandemic. I can't make a virus go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unlike our president who wants to will this virus mm-hmm. back to where it came from, it's not going to end until God wants it to end. And it's not until we say, okay, God, you know, instead of why, it's not why, it's what. What do you, what do you have for me in this moment? What do you want me to hear? What do you want me to understand? What do you want me to see? Um, you've got my undivided attention at this yeah. point, you know, and so I think that <laughs> you're right that that going to that third world country and seeing that these people that God is able. We don't have to say anything else. Yes, yes. <laughs> and in the most extreme poverty, in the most extreme circumstances, God is bigger than that. Mm-hmm. That speaks to where we are as well, that, that we may not know the plan. We may not know, you know, what the end of this thing is, but we know who planned it. Mm-hmm. And so as we shift our, our, I guess our trust, 
right? Out of man and my job and my schedule uh, and my agenda. When we shift that to God's plan and his agenda. And, and here's the thing, Carla, I don't have to know what the plan is to believe that he has one. Hmm. That's for all my type A personalities. If I don't know the plan, then there's no plan that exists. Like we gotta know the plan. I've got to understand the plan. No, no, boo. If you, you don't have to know the plan, you don't even have to like the plan to embrace the fact that God has a plan. Hmm. Oh, I think I better say that again. You yeah. don't have to know the plan. You don't have to agree with the plan. You don't need, you don't have to know all the details of the plan to know that God has a plan. And when I get into these really stressful situations, you know, and I'm stressed out and I'm anxiety, I have to tell myself this. I say, God's been doing this longer than I have. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> he's smarter than me. He's wiser than me. Um, he's more proficient in this. He already knows how the end of this comes. He already knows what the end of this looks like. Mm-hmm. He's already walked out the steps in advance before I even got here, came back. He creates the end at the beginning, right? And so mm-hmm. by the time I get to the beginning, the end has already been created. Yeah. And so he's already walked that thing out for us. And so we talk about that Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts and the plans that I have towards you. He didn't say, I'm going to tell you all them plans. I'm not going to run the plans by your little committee and see if it works or not for you. <laughs> <laughs> he just says, I know the plans. You don't know the plan. Mm-hmm. And that's a comfort. That's a comfort. God knows that you don't know. Hmm. He knows that you don't know. And so rest in the fact that somebody knows the plan. Yes. <laughs> and that's a huge faith walk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you just took that to another level saying that because, you know, I really hadn't thought about that. Yeah. The Lord knows the plan and he's not obligated to tell me what the plan is. <laughs> At all. He's not your little employee. <laughs> he's, he's not one of your little volunteers. He don't right. Work, right. Right. Um, he's not one of your volunteers on your um, usher committee. Mm-hmm. He's sovereign. Mm-hmm. Right. He's not obligated to break down the details and get my opinion on it and negotiate what works best for me. He's yes. God. He's yes. God. So, yes. Yeah. And, and thank the Lord because, um, I, I think in, especially in times like this, I want his plan more than I want my plan. Cause I know that, um, he sees it all. He knows it all. So honestly, he has my best interest, you know, at, at heart as, as a child of, of God. So that's good. That's, that's good. That's good. Reverend Brown. So I know it's coming up time for us to take a break. Um, I want to talk more about, um, the second part of that that you said at the beginning is that this is a time to to um, you know look inward and think about what is what is God saying to uh, my spiritual man so that when I come out of this that I am ready for this acceleration uh, yeah. time and I also want to talk more about ignite but let's take a minute and okay. we will be right back.
listening to Every Heart, Every Woman, the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Well, welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. We are having a great conversation about with Nikki Brown, Reverend Nikki Brown. She is an author, a public speaker, CEO of Nikki Brown Enterprise, and host of Ignite Women's Empowerment Summit. Again, thank you so much, Nikki, for being here. Uh, I am truly enjoying this conversation. You are blowing my mind, so and I'm learning, and I know that the ladies are learning as well. Um, before we jump back into where we where we were, I would love for us to uh, love for you to tell us more about Ignite Women's Empowerment Summit. Um, you know, give us the background of it, what why you created it, um, mm-hmm. and kind of when it is. When it's, I know it's coming up again uh, this year, uh, and I know it's going to be another great blessing. But give us kind of the background of 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 what Ignite is? Well, Ignite is a three-day, it's a three-day now, three-day um, empowerment conference that blends spirituality and practicality. Mm-hmm. And my passion, um, as I told you before, I was a therapist for many, many, many years. And my my ministry and my purpose and calling kind of evolved from working with teen girls to actually women. I never saw myself with a women's ministry. I thought I'd be working with teen girls probably the most most of my life. And it just felt like the, the more that I was doing more counseling, more therapy work, more coaching, um, the more women just started coming. I started off kind of doing some marriage therapy, did a lot of that. And then my schedule started just being booked up with just women. And I know now looking back, God was preparing me and developing my ear to understand the, the, the cries of women and to understand the heartbeat of women and what women are struggling with. And so not just their journey and understanding their journey, but knowing my own. And so I wanted to create a place, not just a conference. I wanted to create a place, an atmosphere for women who were in all stages of life to come. And yes, it's a God encounter, but what I really wanted was for women who had a different, who who heard messages on different frequency levels to come to Ignite and be able to receive. And let me explain what I mean by that. I grew up Pentecostal in a charismatic church. And so um, for many years after I was licensed ordained, I was, you know, I would travel, I would preach and teach and blah, blah, blah. And all the preachers and teachers, we were all the same, you know, especially in the charismatic kind of realm, you know, you know, we, we might have hollered, screamed at you, all that kind of stuff. Wonderful. And that's great. I, when, when God put this on my heart, I said, God, I don't want to do the typical average women's conference. I want something where if a woman doesn't go to church, if and I'm not talking even if she's a sinner, but if she doesn't go to church, if she's not church in a church culture, I want her to come. I want her to come and I want her to feel that she not only encountered you, but there was something that empowered her life for more. Mm-hmm. And so um, we started developing and thinking through what would that look like? How do we draw women from different segments of life and different uh, cultures of life? And so Ignite really is that blend because 
we've created all of these different tracks for the 180 degree woman. So everything that affects a woman's life, you can come to Ignite and you'll get a workshop on it or a co- you'll be coached. We have coaches that come. Um, of course, we have general sessions that are just high intensity, high impact. But I really wanted women to come who said, hey, I don't really attend church much, but they have this business economic track that's really going to help me with my invention or really is going to help me brand my business. So we've got a business economic track. We have a relationship track. We've got a financial empowerment track. You know, we've got workshops that are geared towards women who want to be inspired, you know, in their personal life. We have a professional and business track, um, professional leadership development track, and it just goes on and on. Fitness and health, we do yoga. I mean, it's a lot that we do, right? And the teachers that I bring in come from all different walks of life. Some are from the church, some are not. Mm -hmm. Because I just understand that we all don't hear and receive at the same, like I said, the same frequency level. We all don't hear that same message. So I really wanted that to be a blend. And so... Ignites a reawakening. I do it at the end of the year because the end of the year is when we look back and say, oh, crap, I didn't do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I have done nothing that I said I was going to do in January. Mm -hmm. And it happens in November. This year it'll be November the 5th through the 7th. We're going to be in Delaware at the Chase Convention Center. Um, And we've got some phenomenal speakers coming. But it's a reawakening. It's designed to shake and rattle the cage of complacency in your life. It's designed to set you on fire. So everything we do is high intensity, high energy, high impact. We try to do as many things that's engaging and, you know, getting you connected and and also getting a buzz where you can connect with other women and talk Mm -hmm. to other women. So this year we've got Kimberly Pothier, Pastor Kimberly Pothier, Real Talk Kim, who's coming We have a woman named Pastor Raina Almeida. She's coming from the Hispanic community. We have Pastor Karen Orlando. And we've just got over 25 workshop speakers who are going to be speaking to us in so many different areas. We have one individual who's coming. She's going to be sitting on our panel. She was on the campaign um, management team with Joe Biden when he was a senator in Delaware. She's going to be there. And there's just so many other women who are going to be coming. Then we have a leather and lace night for our VIPs and our partners who are going to be there. And you get to get dressed up in your leather and lace. Sometimes we do a fashion show. So there, there's just... I want women to walk away and say, I received something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You may not walk away from every single session and say, that session was for me. And if it was, I was like, wow, okay, that would shock me because I don't go to conferences where I feel like every single session was for me. But I want you to walk away and say, I got exactly what I needed because there was something here for everyone, for every woman, for the everyday average woman. And we try to put the price at a place where every woman can reach it. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a conference that's $130, $140, although it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's not a conference that's 150. We don't have the diamond level, you know, registration. You know, right now registration is $75. And the Faith Walk is getting women partners, sponsors who say, I believe in this vision because every dollar goes right to the conference to keep our ticket costs low. Because there are women, they can't afford a $130 ticket. Mm -hmm. They can't afford $150. And even if they can, there's a mentality amongst us at times where 
if I had to choose between my hair and this conference, I'm going to get my hair done, boo. Mm-hmm. Whether that's right or wrong, I want to take that, that tension out of it. And I put the conference at a place where common everyday women can try to reach. And even $75 for some women, are, it's tough. And so we've tried to sponsor women who couldn't afford to go. We, we do that every single year. Our partners and sponsors always sponsor women who cannot afford to go. And so there are tons of women who come to the conference for free. But these are women who we know would want to be there, but don't have the funds to do it. So I'm really excited about this year. And even though there's a pandemic going on, you know, we're, we're just as nervous as everybody else. <laughs> we don't know what November is going to look like. We're praying that we're out of the thick of it by then, um, but only God knows. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm praying that we're certainly, I'm praying where we will be out of the thick of it by, by <laughs> November, Lord. Okay. Um, but let, let me tell you, let me tell everyone as a first time. So it, last year was my first time. My yeah. cousin and I, Monica Wellington, she decided, you know, she has younger children. I have teenagers older. They're leaving the house um, about now. And uh, so we're kind of at two different levels in our mommyhood, but she goes, you know what? We need a break. So let's take a break and let's go to Ignite. And uh, and we got everybody scheduled together so that <laughs> home was taken care of. And yes. I mean, we went and we had a wonderful time. The worship is amazing. Awesome. Absolutely amazing. Um, the, the general sessions were I mean, just blew my mind every single time. I mean, just the word that goes forth from the ladies with so much boldness and um, just with so much care and so much scripture, so much depth. Mm. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And then the tracks. I love the tracks as well. So Monica and I actually split up when we would go to the tracks. Mm-hmm. So, and they're, uh, they're like smaller sessions mm-hmm. so that you can, and they're set up where you can, listen and you're there's group work so you get to talk as well um and and they were very good so i did more of the um i did some leadership and then i did some business uh track and monica really wanted to do the self-care she was like i have little kids i need to be talking about taking care of myself and putting my you know So we split up for the tracks and we just, we had a wonderful time and we met so many different people. I loved that you ended with, um, you, en- so I don't, this was my first time. I don't know if you ended like this all the time, but you ended with turn around to a lady. You don't know, give them a hug. This may be the only time this year that this lady gets to take a moment to get a hug from somebody else. And um, that was so powerful, so moving. Ladies are crying, and we, I, I, um, uh, we, we exchanged numbers and all that kind of stuff, keeping in touch with people, you know. So not everyone was from uh, from the area. There was another lady from Texas, actually. Wow. We connected there. Yes. Okay. We connected there. Uh, she's not too far from me. So I mean. Ignite really is, and and I give myself once. So I work at church. Everybody knows that I work at church. So church is what I do. I've been doing it for, you know, since I was a kid or whatever. My mother was pushing me up there, um, but I give myself one time to go to a women's event. 
something mm-hmm. that I, you know, and this, it was ignite and it really did. Um, it really did fill me up and I heard the Lord. I have my notes, you know, wrote my notes down and it was, it was absolutely wonderful. So, um, I thank you for doing it. I know how much work, uh, conferences are, and it's a year long thing and you're probably already ready with next year's and, you know, jotting stuff down for next year. So we truly appreciate it. I can, I can tell you that from a woman who was there and actually really truly was blessed. Um, yeah, so so glad I was there, and I recommend um, Ignite Women's Empowerment uh, Summit to everyone. So if you have to travel, I think you should travel. And the the hotel was wonderful. It was a great getaway mm-hmm. uh, for Monica and I, and everything was put together so well, run so well. I know you probably had so many people in the background helping and doing all of that. So, you know, number one, congratulations for doing what God has put on your heart and how he's led you. And I'm sure it took many twists and turns Mm -hmm. into ignite, you know, but, um, but uh, I hope you feel like it's worth it because it was, it was, it was worth it for, you know, for, for us to be able to take that moment to breathe and get a word. That really, and I'll, I'll take that back. That always, always encourages myself and encourages the team because we, of course, see the ugly side of the ministry. <laughs> <laughs> but to hear the testimony, it's always a blessing. It just fools yeah. us. It reminds me, this is why we do this. This is why we suffer, you know. So, yeah, thank yeah. you so much for attending and being there and, and just supporting it. It was really, really a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Nikki, let's go back into our conversation there, kind of where we left off from the first part. Um, the second part of the thing that you said was this slowdown gives us time to look within ourselves. Cause at the, at the end of this we we know, we, we know in scripture, we know from, you know, looking back in our lives that um, when the Lord does something, when he gets to bring something, ready to bring something to an end, he's got something spectacular on the other side. So during this time, you know, we're, we're looking within ourselves and saying, okay, Lord, what are you saying to my, to my spiritual man? Give us some kind of maybe even some practical ways that we can do that, that we can combat just feeling lonely one day after the other or combat just feeling so overwhelmed that all I can do is just get my stuff done and then get in the bed. You know, I didn't take any time to say, Lord, um, what, what are you saying to, you know, to me today, give us maybe some practical things that we can do to be able to come out of this season and be ready to uh, accelerate with the Lord. Yeah. Well, practically you need a schedule. Um, and I think Carla, you probably know working a non-traditional job, which may require you at times to work from home or an office or just on the go, you know, that it's, you have to have a schedule and this is where discipline starts to come in during this time. And, you know, a lot of states are starting to open back up again. We're getting ready to run back out and et cetera, et cetera. But um, I think moving forward, it's really having a discipline and a schedule. You know, when you're waking up, you know, what are you doing when you wake up? You've got to have some moments during your day. We call it transition time. 
And that transition time is before you jump right out of bed and jump in the shower and get your clothes on and jump in the car. You need time to just get yourself together. Mm-hmm. What is today going to look like for me? What, what is this week going to look like, especially if it's a Monday? You know, um, it's funny. There's so many transparent moments. There are so many Mondays I wake up and I just feel like I, I just unmotivated. Don't feel like I want to do anything. And it's probably because over the weekend I ate tons of carbs. This is all practical <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> I ate pizza, ice cream. Mm-hmm. And now it comes Monday and I just feel, I feel unmotivated. And so I have to learn to discipline myself. I had to learn to discipline myself that You know, every day I've got to make the most of the time that I have, because once this time is over, when they call me back to work or when my season picks back up again, I won't have time to come back. Number two, you do need to exercise. This is just practical stuff. Whether you say, oh, I'm not an exercise or fitness guru, you don't have to be, but you do need to get out and take a walk, right? It's amazing what getting out, taking a walk by yourself or maybe with your child, getting out, breathing in the air, you know, how much that really, really helps. Um, that walking, that exercising gets your blood circulating. It, it causes all of these wonderful hormones to be released in your body. It really does help. And so my schedule is every day I have to exercise. Why? Because it releases my frustration and stress. That's my way. Now, your may, way may be um, to read a book or to do a crossword puzzle. Tap into the thing in you that God has given you that allows you to decompress. We all have it. Mm-hmm. There's something, Carla, that we have been taught as women. We have been taught erroneously um, that unless we are literally exhausted to the bone, that we're not anointed and we have not done an adequate job. Mm-hmm. Hmm. unless we are about to pass out at the end of the night, you know, we have been taught wrong. We, and, and whether it's been verbal or whether we've watched our mothers or our aunties or our grandmothers literally work themselves to the bone, we have been taught wrong when it comes time to timing and valuing the time. You know, time is currency. Time is currency. And so the reality is we've got to learn in this season of our life, what's my assignment? How will I invest my time? How will I take my time as currency? And what am I going to invest it in? And so, again, this pandemic is forcing us to think through time. Now, if you're home, you're trying to homeschool your children, man, you know, my, I'm like you, Carla, mine are a lot older and I don't have to homeschool. But for those that do, having a strong schedule, a structure really, really helps. The other practical thing is know your most creative times during the day. I am not a night person. So when 830 comes, I'm a pumpkin. Don't ask me <laughs> um, what the agenda is. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know no agenda. I'm ready to turn on the TV. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm ready to turn on TV and watch me a good movie. That's the only thing my brain can process between right around that 839 o'clock. And I've noticed that when I'm in meetings around that time, I get snappy. I'm like real short. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Best times are during the day, morning time. I'm a morning person. I love to get up morning. Um, My best times are afternoon. You know, those are my best creative times. So 
What is God calling me to create? Where does God want me to exercise my creativity? Now, when I had younger children, I couldn't do it during the day because they were running all over the place. Mm -hmm. I had to, again, put them down with a schedule and a structure. Their bedtime was every night, eight o'clock, every night. I don't care, but they don't want to go to sleep. That's not an option. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy needs her time in between eight to nine, because you know, I told you by nine, I turned into a pumpkin. (laughs) Right around that eight thirty, nine o'clock, it was from that eight to nine, that was my time to just try to adjust, whether it's spending time with my husband or spending time, you know, just rearranging my life, looking through my agenda. I had to structure and it does take discipline. It does. It really does. Mm -hmm. But I got so sick and tired of being frustrated, overwhelmed, overworked, um, hyperventilating, having panic attacks, breathing in the bag. Girl, go somewhere and go take you a nap. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. Raise yourself a nap somewhere. (laughs) The Bible says that my cup runneth over. Mm-hmm. We allow people to be a thief in our life because they we allow people to come into our life and steal time that does not belong to them. Right. To steal um, valuable time and oil. The Bible says my cup runs over, which basically means I shouldn't even be giving to you until I reach overflow. Hmm. So what's in the cup belongs to me. What comes out of the cup belongs to you. Hmm. And so we are pouring from somebody say an empty cup, yeah. but not just an mm-hmm. empty cup. We're pouring from a place that is less than overflow. Hmm. And so how do we get to overflow? It's taking out the time, using time to invest in us. It's not a selfish concept. It is not a selfish entity using time. Right. Because whatever time I put into me, it fills my cup. It causes my cup to be raised. Mm -hmm. And so what type of time is God wanting you to invest? It may be through prayer. It may be through reading your scripture. It may be writing your book like I'm doing right now. I am literally in the midst of finishing my second book. And, you know, for all those non-book writers, I hate it. I hate every minute of it. But guess what? (laughs) Every day. I have scheduled time, hours to really, really focus and pour into this moment. No more excuses. So I was forced to finish this book because, you know, I use all kinds of other things that last year, the year before. I'm busy. I'm traveling. Oh, they called me. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't. You know, I got this phone meeting. Well, now I have nothing. <laughs> Nobody's mm-hmm. coming anyway. Mm-hmm. 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 And so those are some practical things. Get discipline. Get a schedule. Understand, prioritize, understand and prioritize your assignment. What is the assignment for this season of your life? Mm-hmm. And structure your life around it. And whatever time you use to invest within yourself, your dream, your purpose, just know it is going to bless somebody else because purpose is never self-centered. It is yeah. always other-centered. It is always other-centered. So anytime you take out time, for yourself to refill yourself it's not selfish because purpose is other centered Mm-hmm. That is wonderful. That's that's a word right there. That is a word right there. Reverend Brown, tell us, um, give us the, how can we find out the information about Ignite? Yes, it's www.ignitesummit.org. You can also go to my Facebook page at Nikki Walker Brown and find information there. There's also a Facebook page for Ignite Summit. Um, we're definitely on Instagram, Ignite Summit, 
Um, but that's where you, people can reach. You can see all the different ticket levels. We have group levels, you know, VIP. Um, if you want to be a vendor, all of those things are available. And you get to kind of really see all the speakers that are coming. I definitely want you to check out that profile of all the speakers that are coming to Ignite. It's, they're, they're going to be amazing. Amen. Amen. So everyone go to uh, find, find out Nikki, you know, uh, reach, reach out to her and also Ignite Summit. And, and I know it's going to be wonderful. Uh, Reverend Brown, thank you so much for your time. This was so wonderful. And so, uh, it, yeah, so we, we, we understand now we're going to get our schedule and we're going to invest in ourselves so that we are serving out of the overflow. I love it. I love it. Well, everyone, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Go to loveministriesbuilds.com. Or you can find out more information. Uh, um, you can find me at carlanivens.com. Everyone have a great week. We'll see you back here next week. Every heart.